1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision.
0: Well, as you know, the
1: campaigning
0: is well and truly underway on both sides when it comes to this issue of redefining marriage. And if you were to believe all the polls that have been going on for now a long time, you might assume that the yes vote for changing the marriage definition will swamp the no vote and those who stand for marriage between a man and a woman will feel a sense of defeat. Well let's talk about the way we feel, the way that you are standing up for something that you believe in and may not go your way. Let's talk about issues to do with despair and Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch been writing a lot about the debate as it's going on over these past weeks, in fact, over these past years, I think it will be, Bill. But welcome along back to 2020.
1: Oh, it's great to be back. Uh,
0: Bill, there is a sense in which, if you believe the polls, uh, they would say that the people who are trying to ramrod their ideas through and change the marriage definition uh, would win the upcoming postal plebiscite survey what are your feelings about christians who feel like they're up against the wall and embattled on all sides what are your thoughts
1: yes we can probably run at least two different responses here one is simply the poll numbers and how things might turn out i just wrote a piece on this and in it i included a recent a link to an article from the Australian Financial Review, quite interesting, actually. The headline saying, the bookies are giving the no case a possible win, a shock win, kind of like the Brexit thing or the Trump thing. So there you go, a secular newspaper saying, uh, oh, well, actually, the no vote might win against the homosexual marriage vote. Um, uh, if you look at the homosexual websites, they seem to be a bit panicky as well. They're kind of concerned about uh, how this might pan out. So simply from a secular point of view, uh, you know, there's polls and there are polls, and, and you're getting different uh, numbers and estimates here as to which way this will go. So we got to keep that in mind. But as I also emphasized in my piece, uh, as Christians, above all, we have to... Uh, put our sight in god not in our circumstances if we look at what's around us we panic in despair uh... just as you might have when you were standing before goliath and so on but if you have eyes of faith if you have trust and faith in god uh... well anything is possible including slaying the giants and uh... i have seen christians sadly uh... you know those who are on side those who are pro-faith pro-family Saying, oh look, we, we probably we're not going to win this vote, and you know it's almost a white flag of this uh, surrender, a bit of despair, a council of despair, and I really don't think Christians should be doing that. One, nothing is inevitable, and we just have to wait and see what happens. But two, it doesn't help those of us who are in the trenches, those who are fighting. We need to encourage one another, support one another, edify one another. We don't need a council of despair. So I've encouraged Christians who are looking a bit grim and down in the mouth, well, come on, where's your faith? Is it in God or is it in politics? Sure, on the human point of view, everything is going against us. The other side is the money, the numbers, the media, you name it, they got it. So if we just looked at it from a human point of view, we probably are going to lose. But we have uh, something the other side generally does not, and that's a mighty God who is willing to act on our behalf.
0: Bill, whenever we have elections, uh, oftentimes when there's two sides to a campaign, one sides against the other will battle for what we'd call underdog status Uh, what do you think that sort of campaign message might show for people on the two sides of this debate Uh, is there a battle for underdog status or is there a certain triumphalism that you might see on either one side or the other
1: well it's uh i mean certainly the other side uh knows just by fierce determination and persistence that they're going to probably win, especially if Christians uh, keep wimping out, giving up, tiring in the battle. So in that sense, I think they're pretty assured that if they don't get it this time, and remember, this is about the 23rd or so kind of major vote we've had in over a decade in Australia on this issue. Now, mind you, we've beaten every single one so far, and I've been involved in most Uh, But the other side is good. They know it's a a war of attrition. You just wear down your opponents. Christians think, oh, well, I think I I, I signed a petition on this about three years ago. I've done my bit. (laughs) So sadly, a lot of Christians are doing almost nothing, while the very small minority of activists on the other side, they just keep working and working and working. So they really do put us to shame, because uh, they're active. They have a determination to achieve their goals, whereas we tend to be asleep at the wheel most often. So in that sense, I guess you could say we're the underdogs, because everybody is claiming we're going to lose, and, you know, Christianity's wiped out anyways. It's the thing of the past. we got to go with progress, including all the sexual revolutions. So... Um, But again, if you're a Christian, we know who the real uh, loser is. It's the enemy who was defeated 2,000 years ago. Now we have to work with Christ to extend his kingdom, to be salt and light, to seek for righteousness and truth in a fallen world. We've got the good news. We've got the gospel. We've got God. So uh, uh, spiritually speaking, we're on the winning side.
0: Bill, what are your thoughts about what drives people to be active, to pursue their belief? I mean, when people talk about the yes case and a battle that's been going on for the yes case uh, for years, some people will say it's driven by a passion and even a rage, a rage against the forces that would try to suppress what they call marriage equality. What is it that you think ought to drive the no side? Because uh, on the no side, you have Christians, but then you have a what people refer to as a silent majority who may not actually have that Christian foundation, but still will be driven by something to become active to support the campaign for no. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, look, the other side is driven by various things. Uh, You know, I don't want to, you know, the obvious answer would be if they're not Christians, if they're blinded by the devil, if they hate God and they're trying to overthrow God in his ways, well, that's an obvious motivating factor, and that would be true across the board, but Having said that, I'm, I'm sure there's many who do have a sense of, oh, this is a justice issue. This is a, a issue of fairness. So, you know, they have good inclinations. I think they're misguided. And, uh, well, because we're all made in God's image, we all care about things like fairness and justice and the like. And uh, even back in my non-Christian days when I was, uh, you know, angry left-wing pagan, uh, railing against everything that I'm now basically defending. Uh, you know, I had a sense of truth and of right and wrong and injustice, but of course, uh, that came from being made in God's image, but because I wasn't yet a Christian, it was a very kind of distorted and misguided sense of, uh, truth. So obviously I've shifted politically as well over the years. Now that I've become a Christian, I still have a sense of passion for truth and justice and what's right but uh, i now see it much differently than when i did as a non-christian so some of these guys are motivated by good concerns given them by god but wrongly expressed uh... because there is no such thing as marriage equality you either play by the rules and get a man and a woman or you don't have marriage so the whole thing is a mirage it's a deception but yeah as you say for christians Too many of us are just, we don't seem to have any motivating passion. We're just way too quiet, way too passive, way too apathetic. Hardly any are standing up. And by the way, you get a lot of flack, you get a lot of heat, you get a lot of hate mail. I get it just about every day. I get hate mail. I don't like it. I'm a human being. It hurts. I don't enjoy it. I've been getting this for 30 years. (laughs) So I can see why a lot of Christians are just sitting back in their easy chairs saying, oh, look, this is too hard, it's too painful, I don't want to get all the grief, so they they opt out. Well, Jesus had words about this, didn't he, when he said, if you're afraid to stand up for me before men, well, then one day I won't, uh, you know, stand for you before my Father. We have to take a stand. There is no sitting on the fence, there is no place for cowardice. Uh, Sure, I don't like it, my knees knock when I do this, but we have to stand strong by the grace of God.
0: Bill, how much encouragement do we draw from the scriptures? I mean, even the establishment Mm -hmm. of the early church, but back to Moses leading the Israelites against so many enemies and sometimes things looking so impossible. Think of uh, Gideon in the Bible, (laughs) uh, where there were defeat of huge, enormous, overwhelming enemies and yet the power of God was so present to see a victory how much do we gather uh, for encouragement from those scriptures
1: yeah oh look we should take heaps from all that those stories you mentioned are just so stirring and inspiring and there's many more in the Bible you know as you say odds are against us no chance of victory at all and yet with God amazing things happened and of course, it's not just the Bible. Getting a sense of church history is so very vital. You know, Christians really need to know about the last 2,000 years of Christian history. Uh, I recently saw a film and wrote about it, uh, which many people might know of the story of the miracle of Dunkirk, the, uh, you know, when the Allied troops in 1940 were stuck in the northeast, northwest corner of France, surrounded by the Nazis. Just about to be slaughtered. Uh, they had a big uh, operation to get them evacuated over to the UK. They thought they might at best win uh, the lives of 20 or 30,000. They ended up something like 335,000 troops were rescued, and mainly by civilians, you know, fishermen, English people who had a small boat. They went across the channel, uh, took as many soldiers back as they could. Uh, as I state my piece, there were all kinds of miraculous events, weather conditions that made it possible. Uh, King George had called a national day a prayer just before it. So this was a recent uh, miracle of God, where the odds were completely stacked against everyone. And yet, to but God, those two words we find in the Bible, but God, that makes all the difference.
0: Well, Bill, this is a time, isn't it, that everyone can play their part. It's like all hands on deck and uh, there's no room for slackers sitting out the back waiting for others to do the work. The word work, though, still a four-letter word for a lot of people. Uh, What have I got to do? If it's not fun, I don't want to be involved. (laughs) But this is a time, I guess, to shake yourself to a place of understanding the reality that is before us. Last week, we were were talking about prayer and work. Mm. Uh, What are you encouraging people to do uh, according to their own gifts to be able to make a difference here?
1: We all can make a difference, and everyone certainly can pray. Everyone who's a Christian listening. You must be praying. If you're not praying, well, shame on you. You have to ask about your own faith, I must say, if you can't even pray over something this crucial, this vital, to not just Australia's history but uh, the Christian church and what it means. But we can work. We can put uh, feet to our prayers. There's so much we can do, writing to your local politicians are getting letters to the editor talk back radio simply sharing truths with your friends getting on things like facebook sharing truth there's so many easy things we can do and the new uh, marriage coalition has just been formed they're looking for volunteers to hand out pamphlets there's a million things that can be done i give uh, examples on my website groups like acl and family voice do the same so please pray like you've never prayed before, it's that crucial. But work as well. Do things. We all have a gift. We all have a talent, even if it's handing out uh, pamphlets and mailboxes. Hey, if you've got two legs, you can walk. You can do that. So there's so much that needs to be done. And this is our uh, crucial time in Australian history. Where will you be? Where are you going to stand? Are you going to be involved, or are you going to try to wimp this one out? So... By all means, get involved.
0: Well, Bill, I'll point people to one of your latest articles. It's entitled, Say No to a Council of Despair. Uh, I guess you've got to think realistically about what is ahead and uh, strategize for your own life personally and then be a part of the bigger, broader strategies if you want to save marriage. Uh, You can simply go to BillMuhlenberg.com and you can find that article or Google Culture Watch. Bill, great getting an update again. Thanks so much for being with us on 2020. Many thanks.